Welcome to the Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, the podcast dedicated to commercial food equipment repair industry. My name is Pat Finley. I'm a lead master certified technician at General Parts Group. My goal is to shine a light on what I believe to be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries a field service technician can work in. I love the work I do, and I'm glad you're here listening to this podcast. In this episode, we talk with Chad Mellinger, executive chef, on what he expects from the office, technician, and service companies alike. What's up, everybody? Yeah, very special guest today. Rich and I are lucky to have Chad Mellinger on. Chad is an executive chef. I, I don't know if that's the right total he, title. He's a chef at a local university I do some work for. Hey, he's a pretty cool dude. Um, we got a little bit of history together, and I'm glad to have him on. We're going to talk about uh, what he expects as far as service from the office, technician, um, the service company, everything. So glad to have you on. Welcome on, Chad. Thank you, sir. So what's new, Rich? Anything? Um, same old, same old. I'm, I'm off the next few days. I took off today and tomorrow, I'm trying to use up my PTO before uh, my year rolls over. We don't, our PTO doesn't roll over, so want to get these last couple days worth I got, uh, you know, used up. But nah, same old, same old. You know, trying to make customers happy, trying to fix stuff. So you can't roll over any at all, or a certain amount you got to be under. None at all. None of it rolls over. Not not sick time. Not vacation time. Nothing. So we work for the same parent company, but it's like each individual company and each individual branch has their own little rules. So we're their own policies, yeah. We're allowed to roll some hours, but we don't get sick time. We just get vacation time. So enough about that. So, Chad, you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, how long you've been uh, a chef and all that good stuff? Yeah. Um, so, again, uh, I've been doing this for a long time. Started working in kitchens as a dishwasher when I was 14. So uh, 24 years working in kitchens now. Um, been an executive chef for about almost 14 years. Uh, had a little bit of, uh, some sous chef time prior to that. Uh, worked born and raised in Chicago, live in Indianapolis now or outside of it. Um, worked kind of all over Chicago, worked in Europe for a little while. Um, and then got out of restaurants and now I work in higher education food service, uh, for an upper echelon company. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've been working with <laughs> general repair and maintenance companies uh, the entire time because, unfortunately, uh, you know, equipment needs uh, needs general repair and maintenance every single day, it seems like. so. Uh, I think you mean fortunately. Depends yes, what side of the aisle you're on, but I say fortunately. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, maybe for this crowd. Uh, unfortunately for us, uh, but it's always good when, I, I mean, we have a really great relationship with general parts and, um, I mean, we are a fairly large customer, so um, I, I see a general parts truck almost every single day. <laughs> yeah. Chad's a really cool dude. Um, it was kind of weird how we started doing some work together. Um, I worked with him at a former university he was at, and he had a piece of equipment, and it was fairly new. They had several other people out there they couldn't get it fixed, and um, I went out there and found some issues, and I went to bat for him and really made sure that he got taken care of. I went back and forth with the service manager for the area for that company, and Eventually got everything covered, you know, I never heard back, you know, everything's rock and roll and good to go. And then like a year later, I walk into this new place. I'm like, man, what are we doing in here? I've never done any work in here. I worked at General Parks for like eight years, nine years at this point. And all of a sudden I walk in and see Chad and he's like, hey, I was sick of using the old guys. And I wanted you because, you know, you took care of me at the other place. And it's been a pretty good relationship. So uh, like it, we say, it comes down to taking care of your customers, man. If you, if you really 
has some integrity and you do what's right for the customer, it, it leads to some really good relationships. Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, a little bit more about that story is, yeah, because you got brought in by the company that manufactured the equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so General Parts wasn't even our uh, vendor at the time. And um, yeah, I mean, just you were a straight shooter. Uh, GP got it, got it done quick for us. Uh, I remember transferring over to my new, my the unit I'm at now, and uh, we were having a, a rough time. I uh, feel like we got taken advantage of, like a lot of Band-Aid fixes, uh, as opposed to telling us what the real problem was. And uh, yeah, it was just actually what I did was I Googled. I couldn't remember the name of the company you worked for. And I was like, I Googled it, like general repair and maintenance companies. And as soon as I saw General Parts, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember those. I remember that's where that that guy worked. And uh, yeah, I think we called. I was like, hey, do you guys take a credit card? Because you're actually not even a preferred vendor for our company. And uh, they're like, uh, sure, we can take a credit card. And um, I, I worked with almost every single one of the technicians there. I, see him driving their trucks on the street and can wave to them. Uh, I think we have a really great relationship. I think that uh, it's just, it definitely goes to show it's not just the techs. I mean, the, uh, I only work with one lady in the office. Kelly's amazing. Um, and then I've worked with all kinds of people from, from the company. So um, Steve Butler has always been really good for us. Um, you know, Tim and Matt, I mean, the Indianapolis office is phenomenal. I can't speak. I can't speak much better about a company when it comes to us having to to throw money at stuff than uh, than GP because you guys tell us like don't put any more money into that, just fix it. And our last company didn't do that. They were like, oh yeah, I can get it up and running for you. And then we see in the next week for an issue with the same piece of equipment. So my personal opinion, especially when it comes to this stuff, uh, I mean we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars you know, for certain things, mm-hmm. uh, honesty goes a long way. And I mean, that that's all I ever asked for from a partner. So uh, kudos to everybody I work with now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's been a great relationship, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. You're our number one non-warranty customer. Um, and, you know, we, if something needs taken care of at Butler, we take care of it. You know, whether I go out on Saturday or late at night and fix it. I mean, you know, it's that relationship we have with you guys. You guys, you, you know, it's, we get pushback, but it's a normal pushback we get from anybody else. You know, it's why is it taking this or, you know, nothing out of the line. It's just normal customer relationship stuff and it gets taken care of. But, you know, it, it's, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun there. We've done a lot of cool projects, you know, from moving that cooler, disassembling that cooler to pouring the concrete pad to building it outside, putting that in, to, you know, unfortunately stripping out all those units in the basement. We had some units that were installed that really shouldn't have been installed in this area. And they just kept eating compressors. They were overheating. I measured discharge temperature, measured discharge temperature of 280 degrees. That's measured temperature. You know, 330 or 340 degrees inside that compressor. And it was just oh, wow. compressors left and right. And we put one in there, and then two months later, it was already screaming. You know, but we've got a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of it's a it's a historical facility, so there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, you know, we get to work in a really cool field house, and you see see all the basketball players in there. You know, we were in there during uh, COVID when they were they were uh, building a court for the, the tournament that came to Indianapolis. And, you know, they were building a court. They wouldn't let no one take pictures. But, you know, we were like, I was down there sneaking my head around the curtains trying to see what the court looked like. And it's, it's been a really cool place to work at, man. Everyone's really cool. Um, no one gives you a hard time. Even everybody, the cooks, you know, the wait staff, the servers, everybody's always happy. 
go lucky. They're nice. They're appreciative. Hey, you want something to drink? You something to eat? Every it's just it's a really great relationship to have. So I appreciate Chad and his crew for sure. Yeah, I would say uh, there's definitely some fun stories from some of those uh, <laughs> open air units. Some some stuff I think I, I've never even seen. I mean, we had to get engineering involved, and I think God, Pat, I don't even know how many times you were, you guys were out there, and then <clears throat> and ripping them out and dismantling them was probably. <laughs> probably the best thing that you guys could have done to it just scrap it and get some new units to put in there yeah we uh that was that was definitely weird you know it's a lot of, those things were heavy they were all bolted together it was a uh, was a lot of work to do it but it was kind of fun i like doing different kind of stuff and you never know what i'm gonna get into in there you know between working on well what started all there at your location now is that dish machine um you're having issues with final rinse um the manufacturer had come out couldn't figure it out and i came out there and i just pulled the boost heater apart the internal boost heater and was like it's running on two out of like 16 elements yeah it's not going to keep up it's not going to make hot water and you know i was able to source the element like the next day and get them back up and operational and that's just kind of how it grew into us you know what we have now and it's just i mean you just got to take care of it i mean it's not that hard of a job i mean for some it's harder than others yeah but you just gotta be there for your customer and listen to them yeah that that was uh that was a fun one i think i still have that element i think i kept it because I was, I, I think I actually tell people because we replaced that dishwasher, yeah. uh, you know, ninety thousand brand new, ninety thousand dollar brand new dishwasher we uh, we put in, but um, I mean, you guys got us along for two years on that after we found that bad element. I've I've never seen anything like it, and I kind of use that as my reminder as to why I don't want <laughs> that that other repair company anymore. It's like I looked at the quantity of of money that we spent to limp along on that thing just to say. I mean, we had health department come in. They were going to shut us down uh, because of that. You know, it went down, of course, the day that they came in. And, and you guys were out there relatively quick. They let us pass on. Uh, on We just went to disposables, so we didn't have to worry about uh, washing dishes. And the next day, it was fixed. By the time they came back out, we were we were operating at, geez, like way, way above what we needed to be operating at. We were at like 190 degrees, 100, 190 degrees on fine ends. And... Uh, they were happy with it and then yeah i think from that point we just we just kept going we had a couple other issues with some i got this dang fly that will not leave me alone uh we just had a couple other issues small issues that the old company had i think we're we're free of all their work now and we're good to go yeah it, it's we've had a lot of fun stuff there um i, I like it there um you know between fighting the asbestos in the old building and sending corbin up in a little bitty hole to fix some lines and stuff it's you never know what you're gonna run into there it's 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 a it's a really cool facility i like it i mean um some of the stuff's old and weird places but it, it works out pretty good so so we want to talk about you know what you expect from service company so say you call general parts you know tomorrow morning and you've got a your dish machines acting up what do you expect you you tell the customer you tell you know kelly like hey my dish machine's down i have you know 1200 1500 kids coming through tomorrow i gotta have this thing up and running do you, do you explain to her with the urgency or what is behind your logic of thinking we need to get out there as soon as we can or do you just say hey this machine's down so i think that there's a couple things that go into it um a it definitely depends on time of the year right i mean especially in uh, education facility right okay we're certain days it's like we're feeding 150 people like you know don't don't take somebody off of somebody else's job and rush them over here because a reach-in cooler that we can just empty and throw all of our stuff into a uh, another cooler is down. Like, 
So, you know, I, I always have that conversation, especially with Kelly. Um, I'm like, hey, you know, this is the unit. Uh, first and foremost, GP tags on all the equipment is like a lifesaver. Instead of having to try and get a serial number and a make and a model on everything, just being able to say, hey, it's unit 479833, which is actually the unit I called this morning on. I don't know why I remember that. But, it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just say, hey, this is the GP tag number. She can pull it up and she's like, oh, it's such and such. It, this is where it's located. Is that a high traffic area? Can we come in at any time? I mean, she just, Kelly's amazing. I, like, don't get me wrong. Tim's great when I have to call and talk to him and everything, but it's like you, I can always tell when Kelly's on vacation uh, because, you know, that's her main focus and somebody else is picking it up and I call and it rings and rings and rings before the, the, the system transfers it to whoever's taking the call. But anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, Kelly just kind of, she gets, she gets to the point. She's like, can I kind of, when do you want us there? Basically, like, is this a nine one one? And I think part of that is our relationship over time. We've just, you know, especially if I tell her what unit it is, because we have we have eleven units on campus that you guys service. And so if I'm if I tell her it's one of the small ones, typically she's like, okay, someone will be out tomorrow, the next day. If it's our big, you know, facility where we have, you know, a thousand plus thousand fifteen hundred, you know. Uh, students coming through it to eat regularly she's like okay what's the latest i can get there she automatically asks especially if it's on like a, a late friday or sometime on the weekends she automatically is like okay do you want to approve the overtime is it something that you know uh that we can help with um sometimes if i'm talking to tim it's like hey have you even checked this out you know especially because there's been a couple of times where i've had operators call and i don't know about it and you guys come out and plug in a reach in cooler for us because it wasn't working because somebody didn't check to make sure it was plugged in. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, you know, she just she just kind of runs down it the the best way. I think I've probably ever used a general uh, repair and maintenance company because uh, a lot of the bigger ones, it's like, just put a ticket in online. Here's my name. Here's my phone number. Uh, here's the piece of equipment. And then you wait to hear from somebody and you don't know when the tech's going to come out. Uh, generally, I get a time frame. It's like, okay, somebody will be there today. Can somebody come out tomorrow? If it's on a Friday, do you want to wait till Monday? Uh, so my expectation is honesty, and I, I have that with I have that relationship and rapport. Um, and I think my operators do as well, and they have the opportunity to you know make those phone calls now. They understand the process, and, and General Parts understands the process. Once it once it hits the threshold of a dollar amount, like I have to be contacted um it's just my expectation is met so but my expectation's high i mean i know that and it, it took us a little while to kind of mend that mm -hmm. um because I, you know i mean we pay we pay quite a bit um for service charges and you know having everybody drive out which i think is great you guys all have your own trucks and it's not like you guys are waiting on trucks to get back to a depot to come back out and you guys have your own tools and source source parts really quickly so I, I mean the expectation's high but you guys meet it so let me ask you this then because because what i'm hearing and i don't know if i'm just filtering it through my own lens of what's important to me because i like to analyze every aspect of the, of the companies i work for for you as far as the office goes it's important for the office to care just as much as the technician should care um it shouldn't you don't want them to just be okay, we're going to throw you on the schedule. We'll get to you when we can. You want to feel that they actually care about the, the need that you have and you're not, you know, just another number or another call on their board. Yeah. I almost think it's more important for them to care 
you know, like technicians, I want my technicians to care about the equipment. You know, mm -hmm. I've had, I got a great relationship with some of them, you know, Pat comes in, we can talk deer hunting. We can talk all kinds of stuff, you know, whatever the case may be. A couple other guys are like that. Some of the guys, they come in, they care a lot about the equipment. They tell me all about it, which is great. But you know what? At the end of the day, that's what they're there to do is take care of the equipment, shake my hand, say thank you, and walk out the door. Right. So pers like personable um, is more important for me from the office. Like I want to know, you know, for instance, I said earlier, like we pay on a credit card, right? Because that's the way that, that we can pay um, timely and make sure that we're getting all of our invoices taken care of, right? Instead of Instead of paying them through an AP system where it takes, you know, 90 days to get you guys paid like we're paying we're making sure we're on top of our bills blah blah blah, blah right but i pay on a credit card so we put in a seventy-five thousand dollar cooler that that you know the team built from the ground up and i don't have a seventy-five thousand dollar credit limit so for me it's like they're they're honest they're like all right you know how are we going to break this down part by part do you want to pay for the pad first you know because we had what what is that like a 48 inch pad uh, dude it's, it's so we took we we knocked out a whole section of dock height like because they had like a three row dock we knocked out a whole semi with section dock height and it actually gets taller than dock height out towards the end and we you know we brought in concrete built walls filled it in it's it's a it's a pretty big structure of concrete out there so it's yeah it's at least four foot tall so yeah so they're like okay you know that's x amount of dollars do you want to pay for that do you want to pay for this broke it down for us. And it was like constant communication, whether it was email, everybody's got my cell phone number, they can text me, they can call me. Um, and, but I think, uh, Rich, to answer your question, like for me, the relationship with the office is more important because it's the, it's the first line, right? Like if I call them and I'm like, Hey, this is what I need, you know? And I remember the first time I talked to Kelly, she's like, where are you? She's like, and you know, help me understand this. Like, she's like, she had it on Google Maps pulled up. She's like, I, you have like 12 buildings. Which one are you talking about? You know, walk me through yeah. it. How can my technicians find it? So that when they get there, they're, they're able to help you instead of trying to find out their way. So for me, the office is not, not just my first point of contact, but it's my most important relationship. That's good to hear. Yeah. Kelly's going to love yeah. to hear this. She's going to be asked for a raise after this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she does a really good job, man. She uh, she gets it pretty rough. She gets it from the customers, you know, and not all the customers are always happy to talk to her. You know, they call when something's broke generally, and it's never really the best situation. Um, and then the technicians, she catches it from us. You know, some days we're, you know, complete buttheads to her, and some days there's guys that just try to get out of jobs, and she's got to try to delegate all that, and she's got to try to play therapist and everything else. So she's got a pretty rough job, actually. Um I asked her one day, I was like, you go home and drink because of me? And she goes, no, you're not that bad. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely think a lot of people that work in the offices don't understand, you know, how critical it is to to have that relationship with the customers, especially, like you said, you know, it's the first point of contact. Um, and really, from the way they answer the phone, especially if you're a new customer, you know, you've been dealing with them for so long, you might let certain things go, especially if it's not the person you're normally dealing with. But if you got a person that's calling up for the first time and you're answering the phone with an attitude, I mean, that can literally make the, the thing go south before it even starts. So, yeah, I think a lot of people in the office don't understand how critical it is to be able to have good people skills and build relationships with the people that are, that are calling in. So, 
Yeah. And it's sometimes it's not even just the people that you call and talk to regularly. Like, um, you know, I've had to deal with billing, you know, mm. and, and they're like, Hey, you know, what about this? What about this? This is an outstanding quote. Do you still want this quote to be out, you know, open or, you know, and I'll, at the, at first it was like, I was calling it or processing my credit card, like every single time. And it was like, okay, yeah. You know, and Pat can attest to it at first when we first took over from another company, uh, the, the equipment was just, sh- I mean, they, they hadn't done any preventative maintenance on it. They hadn't, you know, when they were using it, they weren't taking care of it, all that stuff. So we inherited that and we were trying to get it back up and running. And, uh, I mean, we must've had every GP technician out there on campus somewhere. I mean, there would be four trucks out there, you know, a day and yeah, I, I missed paying an invoice, like not intentionally. I mean, if I paid the $12,000 one and the $3,000 one, I certainly didn't skip the $600 one on purpose. Right. And I've worked with companies where the billing department calls you and they're like, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're putting a hammer down. I'm like, what the heck? And right. you know, I don't have that issue with GP either. And a lot of times they'll just say, you know, next time they send an invoice, they'll say, here's an invoice. And this one's still open as opposed to hounding and hounding and hounding. And now I'm at a point where I've actually authorized them to, to charge me. I'm like, you know, you guys, we have a relationship. I trust you. Uh, right. And if, push comes to shove. I just pick up the phone. I'm like, Hey, really quick, run, run me down this invoice. You know, like, why did I pay this trip charge if they were already out? And then it's like, cool, you know, here's your 99 or 109 or whatever dollar, however much we're paying, um, you know, for a service charge here, you know, here's, Mm -hmm. here it is back. And, you know, it's just a bad, it's just, it's understanding. I mean, you know, to your point, Pat, it's, it's a, it's a bear, you know, I mean, when we're calling you guys, (laughs) Like, especially like fryers down in the middle of service. Like, first of all, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't have time to tell you about why. I don't know why. That's why I'm calling you. Right. So, and a lot of that interaction is, you know, again, like, yeah, Kelly's playing therapist. She's trying to get to the root of the problem. The person on the phone's like, how can I get to, how can I get you service as quick as possible? And, uh, and yeah, that's, it's, it can't be fun, especially. I know how I've been a chef a long time. I can't, uh, I'm in a different different space in my in my capability at this point, but yeah. in my past life, I know I could have been pretty hard on some of my uh, not just my technicians, but my <laughs> my poor people on the other end of the phone. Uh, there's been some times I was scared to come in there when we first you know we first started doing some work in there. I was a little scared to come in there sometimes. So uh, we've you know it's 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 been a great relationship though. And what's wild about your place? It's so big, and there's so many people there. And it's like. You know, Kelly, like, oh, Chef Patrick called it in. I'm like, who's that? I was like, I've never heard that name before. And I go in and meet this guy. And, you know, um, you know, and I've made friends with a lot of your people that work there. You know, I'm friends with Nate. Uh, he's a cool dude. Um, I see he's back at your former place now, I think. Yep. So I'm glad to see he's back within the organization. He's a really good guy. I mean, I liked him. Always super nice, super helpful. Um, you know, all your people are that way. If I have a question, I try to find out who called it in. If it's not you, you know, I try to find out the person it is. And, Hey, you know, where's this at? Well, it's, you know, this person does catering. So, you know, it's kind of in that area and go from there. But there's a lot of cool people there. It's a, it's been a cool place to work at for sure. Yeah, I know it can't be easy for you guys. We have 21 managers that have the ability that have been given access to call you all. So, um, yeah, I, it's it's a good relationship. And, um, you know, I think it I think it models a lot of things outside of just our industry where people should be able to take advantage of understanding that, you know, customer services, it's, it's number one. Like if you're not treating your customers, right. Good luck. Good luck staying afloat. So 
the guys that watch the live stream, they always have to ask this question. And I've seen a lot of chefs wear these, so I'm going to go ahead and put this on the screen. But they want to know if you wear Crocs. Uh, <laughs> He's got them on. That's what I'm talking about. Dude, chefs are always wearing Crocs. I don't get it, but hey, whatever. I got <laughs> man. So oh, I, I don't wear Crocs in a kitchen, but, um, you know, I have two young kids. And Crocs are like a big deal right now. Like every mm. kid in my neighborhood wears freaking Crocs. I, I can't. I actually am like, what the heck's the deal with Crocs? And uh, these are actually they're camouflage Crocs that my uh, my oldest daughter, who went hunting with me for the first time last year. She saw them and she brought them home from from I think Walmart or somewhere with my wife and uh, that's great. Like, so this is actually my first pair of Crocs, uh, but yes, uh, I know a lot of us wear them. That's for sure. <laughs> that's funny. No, they just they always ask if someone wears Crocs and then they always ask if they're a vegan or carnivore. Um, <laughs> and I guess you, Chad's eating meat. Um, <laughs> I see some of the dairy, so I'm I'm positive he uh, he likes to eat meat. So. <laughs> So when a technician comes out there, what do you want from them? Do you not want them to bother you? Do you want them to go say, let's, let's just pick on Patrick here. Um, I like Patrick. He's nice. He's a cool dude. So Chef Patrick calls it in. Sue Chef Patrick. Do you want the technician to find Patrick or do you want the, chef, the technician to come find you or Joe or who do you want us to find? Yeah. So um, that's a, that's actually a great question because it's something that I've actually addressed. Um, and ultimately I want, I want the technician to find who called it in. Okay. Um, I want the technician to have an open rapport with those, pe with those people. I want them to be able to say, Hey, you know, what, wh what's the piece of equipment? What's the problem? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, even though they called it in and maybe it's because of how frequently we have issues with equipment where I want to make sure like, uh, and it's happened to us before, right? Like, Oh, the steamer leaks. This actually happened recently. Mm -hmm. And we have, two steamers in one kitchen and then outside on the service line we have two steamers yep and they actually actually they came in and they serviced the wrong steamer it was my son and uh <laughs> it was my son wasn't it it was <laughs> you, you you called him out not me right. but chad but was trying to be nice <laughs> the flip side of it is that, that that piece of machinery needed service yep it so, did have so it was like okay so I was like, hey, by the way, since you're here working on that one, the one you're supposed to be working on is over there. So I was like, do you need me to call in and put in another ticket? And he was like, no, I messed up. I'll take care of putting the ticket in. Uh, and I didn't even know anything about it. I didn't call it in. Um, but I, it, it got brought to my attention, obviously. So, uh, But, yeah, it's like, you know, double check what piece of equipment it is. Uh, double check and make sure we have an understanding of what the issue is. You know, at least the surface issue. A lot of times it's like, hey, this is what's going on. And then, you know, a technician's like, yeah, well, it's caused by the fact that this is failing, right? It's like, oh, okay. So that's the third and probably the most important thing. And it helps us down the road understand equipment as just the, you know, the grunts that are beating the shit out of them every day is like, hey, what is your diagnosis and, and what does it mean, right? Like, uh, so a thermocouple is bad. Okay, what is a thermocouple? What does it do? Why is that affecting my fryer? And how long until it's fixed? Right? That's the fourth thing. Like, what's our what's our our ballpark? And I don't ever hold I don't ever hold a technician to it because I know that there's things outside of there. But it's like, oh, it's gonna it shouldn't be too too long, or oh, it's gonna take a long time. Like those are the two answers where I'm like, 
like give me a give me a number. Aim high. I'm fine with aiming high, but like a week, a day, right. you know. I mean, especially coming out of COVID. I, I mean, that was brutal. You know, six, eight, twelve, twenty-two weeks. I think we waited for a kitchen disposer. Twenty-two weeks. Yeah, uh, that was brutal. You know, no, nothing, nothing from your guys' end, nothing from the technicians' end, but. But the technician was honest with me. Like, you're looking at 20, 20 to 26 weeks. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, but that that's that's really what it is. And um, and then the last thing and the most important thing, in my opinion, is is letting us know that you're you're there when you get there and you're leaving when you leave. Um, and that's mostly um, so that we we have an understanding of if the piece of equipment was was worked on. And it's just a safety thing for us, right? Like, God forbid there's a fire. Like, is there a GP technician in the, in the building somewhere that we're missing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially in a place like ours, maybe smaller restaurants, not so much. But, you know, our our building's 60,000 square feet. It's like <laughs> make it, making sure we know that everyone's in and out because, you know, we care about you guys. And we want to make sure that if something happens to the building that, that we have you accounted for. Yeah, we can get lost in some of those buildings, especially at Fieldhouse. You know, you got concession stands and stuff tucked away in closets and stuff. You can get lost over there pretty easily. So, and I'm glad you just said all that stuff because you kind of answered the next question I was going to ask was, you know, how important is communication, um, especially explaining, you know, what what they found on the unit, you know, um, the ETA on parts and all all that good stuff because that's something I try to stress to technicians um, is just clear communication and you know. For me, you know, explaining stuff as simple as possible because I could go into a technical, um, you know, explanation that most people aren't going to understand. But if I say, hey, you know, your thermocouple failed and that's stopping your pilot from staying lit and your valve from opening, that's why your fryer is not working. To me, you know, that, that's basically what you need to know. But I've seen technicians that will either A, try to show off like, you know, how much they know and they'll go into this long, drawn out technical explanation that you're like, yeah, dude, whatever. Or, you know, the other thing is they won't tell you anything. And, and sometimes even, like you said, just leave without even, you know, checking out or, or come in without checking in, um, making sure it's an okay time for them to work on certain pieces and, and different things like that. So I'm glad you said all that stuff. Yeah, I think it's important to understand, like, I I think I've probably done it to you, Pat. Like, what are you doing right now? You know, like, I'll walk up, like, like why are you staring at that ice machine? Like, it's broken. Yeah. Did you fix it or not? It's like understanding like, well, watching it go through its cycle. I'm making sure it's making ice. I'm making sure it's, you know, it's got this many stages. This is why it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the case may be, because I'll, I'll, I'll be like, I'm paying that, that guy way too much money to stare at that ice machine. <laughs> like, at my phone. What is he doing? But well, I have all this stuff on my phone, like the, the Bluetooth probes and stuff. So like, I don't have to stare at gauges. It's on my phone. And like, a lot of times people think I'm just staring at my phone. I'm like, no, I'm not staring at my phone. I'm actually like doing some work. So yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I got a couple of questions here. Quentin says, from your perspective, what is the best way for us as service companies to sell an end user on plan maintenance? It seems like pulling teeth to make them see the benefits. It's a good question. Um, the best way for me that, that we've gone about it is, um, so I, I guess, I don't know. It depends on the company you use and how you're going to sell it. But so like GP for us, uh, they have a portal and it can, it shows you like the life of the piece of equipment, how much you've spent on it. 
So when we were looking um, at having planned maintenance on certain certain pieces of equipment, it was like, hey, you know, look at look at what your repair look at what your repairs are. I can't tell you how many times it's been. You know, your your coils are dirty. Like all you had to do is clean the coils, and we're too busy to clean the coils, right? Matt's laughing because he's probably cleaned every coil on a piece of equipment. I just went through this with Robert like two weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, you know, we're too busy for that. So it's like, what does that look like? You know, and explaining like, you know, do you have time to do it? Do you have the the right um, chemical to do it? Do you, you know, and just being upfront. Um, So the, the guy that we dealt with was Steve Butler. um, And he's, uh, he's a really great dude. And he was the one who was like, you know, look at this is what you get. This is how you do it. This is the pieces of equipment. And then just being honest, like so we we specifically asked for plan maintenance for uh, water fed equipment. So he's like, here's all your water fed equipment. Let's let's knock off the ones you don't want us to do. Right. And so, um, again, I think communication is the key for everything. And some people aren't going to want to do it because it sounds expensive. So I think putting into perspective the cost of repair versus the cost of preventative maintenance. Uh, it's like, are you going to wait for your car to break down or are you going to change your oil every, you know, however often? Sweet. That's a good point. So, yeah, um, we used to do more PMs. It seems like it comes and goes in spurts. Um, I'm not opposed to it. You know, we had an episode a couple months ago about PMs and I used to think of it as like, I'm too good to do PM. I, I shouldn't do a PM. And then I did one this week with Jake. We went out and did a PM and I was like, man, I was like, I kind of miss this. It's like, you're not rushed. You're trying to make sure you catch something before it becomes an issue. You know, I was showing Jake the ways and we got to talk to some drunk homeless guy at nine in the morning. It was kind of funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's been a, it's, it's been an eye opener, you know, talking with Rich and Jason and Dusty about some of the PM stuff. I was like, man, you know, a lot of times we do a PM, we rush through it and we're not really doing the customer good service. We need to take our time and do a better job with it. So, you know, when the PM opportunity comes up, I do try to take, a, take it on to make sure that the other guys are doing a better job. So, PMs are important, though. I mean, people are like, oh, it's just busy work. Well, no, it's not busy work to your customer because they're paying a lot of money for you to come out and clean coils or descale an ice machine or sanitize an ice machine or a steamer. So, you know, you got to do a better job for your customer. And it gives you t- it gives you a chance to get in the door and to find issues before they become big issues. Um, so. And I'm going to throw this out there, and, you know, this is going to probably piss some people off, but for the listening and viewing audience, if you're too good to do a PM, then you're not good enough to be a tech. And that's not a shot at you, Pat, but in general i mean i'm like i i I just i don't care what it is it's all a service cleaning a condenser is no different a service than changing a compressor you know what i mean it's all um what we do to keep equipment running and to stop it from breaking down and honestly in a sense cleaning that condenser is better for the customer because if you clean that condenser you do it properly you do it thoroughly you know you also you check your capacitors contactors all that good stuff during the pm then you might be able to pro or you will be able if you're doing it properly to prolong the life of those uh, major components in that system. So, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people get that mindset of, yeah, I'm a technician. I've been doing this for 25 years. I'm not cleaning condensers. Now, if I go to a walk in freezer, for example, and that condenser is dirty, even if that's, you know, not the main issue, I'm still cleaning that condenser while I'm there, because why am I going to change the contactor? And then we got to come back two weeks and clean the condenser because now it's tripping out when I'm already they're um you know on site so i just went to that a month ago at chad's place you know they had a freezer and randomly some days it'd be like 25 and it'd hang around like 15 degrees well you know the condenser sits on a dock and it had a bunch of crap stuck in it so 
I busted out the hose. I went ahead and cleaned it in the cooler one next to it, and that wasn't the issue. It was running fine. It was shutting off at like 15 degrees. It was set for like negative four, and it was literally shutting off at 15 degrees. And it's a digital thermostat. I'm like, well, it's got a bad thermostat. Change thermostat, everything works. But, you know, I didn't want to take a chance of just changing that thermostat and leaving that coil dirty because guess what? Right. Later, it got stupid hot, and it could have went down, and then I got Chad. Well, you were just here. You changed thermostat. Why didn't you check that? So, I mean, do your customers a service and make sure they're taken care of. Yep. And, Chad, let me ask you this question. Um, At what point, uh, I guess, you know, uh, rep- Repair costs versus replacement costs. Do you want a, a technician to say, "Hey, it's not even worth uh, repairing"? You know, I recommend that that you guys just go ahead and replace it. Do you have like a threshold that you know, fifty percent, eighty percent repair versus replace? Yeah, fifty percent is normally when we say we want to know about it, right? Like, um, I right now we have a char grill, right, in a unit that is going to go under construction next next year. And it's gonna—it's a fifteen million dollar remodel that we're doing. We're getting all new equipment, so it's like, do we band-aid that, or do we just know that we don't have to spend, you know, four grand next year, now, right? And it's like, well, it's like three hundred bucks. All right, well, for three hundred bucks, just fix it, right? Right. Um, but if they were like, it's twenty-six hundred bucks, or four thousand dollars for a new one, I'm gonna go. Okay, you know, this is a conversation, obviously, when it comes to replacement, replacing equipment, especially in a business like ours, where our clients money is is what, what we put forward. I, that's the best way for me to go to the client and be like, look, you know, our clients, a financial guy. Hey, you know, this is four grand, twenty six hundred bucks to, to fix it in almost every time. It's OK, let's get it. Let's let's go ahead and spend the extra money now, knowing that. You, you can't have that go down when you're trying to serve 4,000 people a day, right. right? So our threshold is our threshold is 50%, 50% to understand, and then moving forward, we make the decision. So if we get to like 60, 60 to 70%, it's almost always going to be a replace. 50% is when we start to say, okay, let us know that we're at 50% so that we can make a decision on what the best course of action is for us moving forward. Unless it's a ninety thousand dollar dish machine, it takes a year and a half to come in. <laughs> Unless it's a ninety thousand, and then they bring it in, and the the manufacturer made it backwards. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, they they pulled their like I think it's a sixty four or sixty six dish machine out, dude. They put the new one in, it was running backwards, and they had to put the old one back in. <laughs> nice. Let uh, me ask you this uh, this other question because this is something that I see a lot of technicians. I believe they they fall short on. Um, you know, let's say. Um, I come out to your place and I diagnose, say, a bad element, right? But if I'm looking at it, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? Um, this contactor's in line with the element. It's old. We should probably replace that, too. Um, and you know what? Maybe this power switch. I'm just you know making stuff up off the top of my head. Do you appreciate more getting the whole picture of, hey, this is the bad part, but these parts are associated with it, and we might as well do it all in one shot? because it's a little more money now, but it's going to save you money up front? Or do you prefer, hey, this is the bad part. Let's just replace this and move on. No, I want the full, I want the, I want the whole scope. Okay. Pat will tell you. I mean, we, it's like when Pat comes in and is like, this is what's wrong. It's like, okay, is that everything? Like, right. if we do that work, is that going to get us back to, to status quo? Right. And if the answer is, well, you know, I would also change this. He'll tell you. I mean, almost every time I'm like, then just change it. Uh, I, first of all, 
it costs too much money for fuel charges and trip right. charges and service charges. And, you know, we're in Indianapolis, so it's a zone charge. And, and I don't I don't have an issue with any of those charges, but I don't want to pay them four times if right. I could pay once, you know, in, in the long run. I'm saving money by spending money, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and that's what I try to tell a lot of technicians is like, I'd rather come to you and say, look, it's an extra hundred dollars and 20 minutes now, or it's a full on service call, you know, two weeks from now, three weeks from yep. now. That's the approach that, that I always like to take. And I like to try to get, you know, a lot of other technicians to take that same approach. Give them the I option. Think, Give them the option. Yeah. I think that, I think it's harder pill for certain people to swallow. Uh, you know, like when I was operating my own business, it's like, okay, <laughs> that, you know, that's pocket money, right? right? You know, now where I look at it and I'm, and I'm more cognizant of it because it's not my money and I'm going, okay, what can I do to make sure that down the road, I don't have to pay this again. It, I, I guess it's different because I I'm grabbing from the, the lump sum and paying for it instead of pulling it out of my pocket and saying, okay, hopefully this works out in the long run. So right. it's kind of twofold. I don't want to waste somebody else's money, but I'm also saving them money in the long run. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, you're kind of in a weird position now. You're like a middleman. Um, so, you know, you guys, so much you get to spend on repairs and so much on replacement and stuff. It's kind of a, a weird situation to be in. So you're really, you know, you're looking after your bottom line, but you're also looking after your client's bottom line. So it's kind of a weird place. I mean, you know, I've had to meet engineers down there in that basement for those stupid units. I'm like... You know, like, oh, these things should run fine. I'm like, you know, you try to explain it to them. And they're like, no, they don't want to hear it, you know. And <laughs> it's, it's so weird, man. Um, it's cool. You get to do what you get to do. But I can see it being a, a total pain in the ass, too. So, I, agree with Quentin. I agree with Quentin on that one. So Quentin says, that's okay when an honest tech is servicing equipment. The bad mm -hmm. is when you get a parts changer just bumping their end-of-year bonus for parts sales, too. Luckily, we don't get bonuses at General Parts. Luckily for Chad, yeah, we, luckily for we don't. Me, we don't either. We don't get a bonus program. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm not in a normal technician's place. So, like, they tell us, you know, we do our yearly views, like your sales and everything. But it's not really like it doesn't affect you. They don't beat you up over it. So we kind of take that, you know, parts sales mentality thing out of it. Um, I, I make the company enough money not selling parts. I don't need to sell to so. I'd rather just come in and fix the stuff and have Chad to be happy to call me back versus come in and sell Chad 10 parts he didn't need and he never calls me again. And that's my philosophy. And, and I like stuff to be fixed right. And my thing is I'd rather fix your piece and then you don't call me back on that piece for a whole year. And when you're calling me on the next thing, you're like, dude, you know, you worked on that thing and it's been, you know, five months already. We've had no issues. And that's why you're calling, you're calling me back. That's how I make money for the company I work for is by doing stuff right and, and gaining your trust. Yeah, I mean, I think I, one example I have of it is because I can't buy equipment from GP, but they'll, they're still honest about it, right? They know I'm never going to buy a piece of equipment from you. You're my, you're my general, my repair guy. Like, come on in, fix all my equipment. Absolutely. But I can't buy it. Like, that's my company's policy. We buy from a, a, a contracted company, right? So Pat comes in and tells me, I got a fryer that uh, is leaking from the to burn yeah he's like, he's like buy a new one man he's like yeah. don't don't mess with it okay so yeah. i buy it buy a new one you know i go to my company i buy a new one install it he comes in sees it oh you got a new fryer yep you know just honesty like yeah just 
can't fix it. So when I first yeah. when I first started this, I did a lot of McDonald's work and a lot of schoolwork. And back in the day, the McDonald's fryer, the high limit, the way it was positioned, when they clean the elements, they lift them up and it break the wire up high limits. It just it just break just because it raises and lowers since I cleaned it. And um, I'd never change the high limit. I'd go in there and put a new terminal wire on that end every single time and just put it back on there and get them by. And uh, I had a guy who's like, oh, you need some high limit. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with the high limit. It's the wire. Oh, no, no, you need some high limit. I'm like, Selling them a high limit a shitty wire. I'm like, no, that's not that's not how I, I work. I fix what's broke. I'm not trying to sell them a high limit. I mean, I don't want to change the high limit. I don't want to change the compressor if I don't have to. It's like I do everything in my power to get out doing more work. It, guess what? It leads me to actually fixing the right thing instead of doing the harder job and it's more work because it's easier for them to guess. I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> we got going on over here. So no good tech likes to call back. No, dude, I hate callbacks, man. I um, That's my biggest thing. I take pride in not having a callback. If I get a callback, I want to know about it. I don't let the uh, office give it to somebody else. If I screw up, give it back to me. I want to own it. So what else you got for us uh, tonight, Chad? Anything, um, any words of wisdom we should be uh, sharing with techs here about dealing with your customers? I mean, no, I mean, honestly... I think I've said most of it. I mean, again, and I can't reiterate enough, just just finding somebody and I know that you guys are busy. Uh, I know you guys are short staffed, just like the rest of the world and every other industry mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, getting people in and training them. And that was that was a fun conversation. Like, why am I paying for two guys to be here? Because you're training one of them. I had to question that, but I wasn't paying for it. He was he was there uh, <laughs> free of charge to learn. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's just about it's about open communication, being honest with people. Um, and then, you know, it, when you can save them a couple bucks by by being truthful, you know, to Rich's question and just saying, hey, you know, this, this and this are wrong. I can fix this and it'll get up and running. But these two other things are going to fail and I'm going to be back out here. And, and I think in, in my time, that's probably been the thing that's been hardest for me to cope with. Is being is saying okay, fine, go ahead and let's spend the extra money and fix it now. But it's also been one of the most beneficial things that I've that I've learned because, um, again, right, I'm not calling people back out for the same piece of equipment time and time again for an issue that could have been fixed, you know, with one stop. So uh, my 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 golden sage rule is is just communicate. You know, us communicate with with the company when with, with what we need and be honest about it, and then. You know, just having you guys come out and put your best foot forward and go from there. Sweet, yeah. It's it's been a it's been a fun couple of years uh, out there with you, and I look forward to what you know even more in the future. It's gonna suck. You're, you're remodeling two kitchens, and my workload's gonna be cut by like a tenth, pro- a, in the you know by ninety percent. But uh, we'll still be there for you whenever you need. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you got some people will tear some stuff up for me. <laughs> Oh yeah. Not just that, but that's kind of going back to the plan maintenance, like our PMs. So that's since we're having all new equipment now, our PM schedule is going to grow. So you can can fine tune your preventative maintenance uh, over, over with us. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I like coming out there, man. It, like I said, everyone's always nice. Um, for the most part, occasionally you get someone in a bad mood, you know, it's, it happens. I mean, I don't take it personal. I mean, I'm in a bad mood days and Kelly doesn't take it personal to me. So I can't take it personal to anybody else. So, um, it was great having you on, man. I appreciate you know you playing your side of it. What you expect from you know guys like me in the office and stuff. I um, hope a lot of people take some get some good takeaways from this. 
Um, it's not always you don't always get to see a customer come on and you know give their side of it. So I appreciate you spending some time with us. Yeah, you probably wouldn't get uh, you probably wouldn't get somebody who wasn't very uh, happy. And you know <laughs> the people I've talked to that that deal, that deal with GP. I mean, I'm sure there's been people out there that are like throw their hands up and walk away. But uh, the most most of the time when somebody's asking me who do I use, um, I, I forward them GP's contact information because um, you know you get what you pay for. And I think we get really good service and I don't think that we overpay. And, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's kind of cool to be able to have a one-on-one face-to-face conversation with almost every single guy that walks in. Um, the technicians are always super personable. So we're going to get uh, that Corbin kid to talk more though, man. He's kind of quiet. <laughs> he, is, he is quiet considering who his dad is. I don't really understand that one, man. I'll tell a story real quick before you leave. So, like I've worked at GP for 12 and a half years now. And like, I spent the last 11 and a half years telling stories about how crazy this kid is. I mean, cause he, he was like super imagination. He'd do wild stuff. I mean, I was telling all these crazy stories and he comes to work for us. And like, he doesn't say two words. He like half time. If he doesn't have to come up front, he's not coming up front. He's just grabbing his shit and leaving. Like he's the quietest person in the world. I'm like, man, everybody thinks I'm a liar now because of you. dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I won't keep you any longer. I appreciate you coming on, and I'm sure I'll see you in the next couple of days. Yeah, man, oh, appreciate yeah. you coming on for sure. I'm sure you will, Rich. It was it was a pleasure. Same enjoy here. Enjoy the boss. enjoy your last couple of days of uh, vacation PTO, yes, and work and in uh, nice weather out there in, in South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yes, sir. See All you right, y'all. Appreciate you. Yep. Bye. If you guys would please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. It really helps us grow and helps us know which direction to move in. Also, if you have any suggestions for guests, please email me at commercialkitchenchronicles at gmail.com. Or if you want to be a guest, email me. Love to have you guys on. Thanks a lot. See you next week.